Hey guys, Kill Stokes here. Welcome back to the Trading Coach Podcast. Today we're going to talk about the seven iron rules of successful trading. And I'll tell you what, if I had to add one more bonus rule, it would be make sure you check out the 14-day risk-free trial membership over at tier1trading.com if you are serious about becoming a successful trader. Whether you're brand new or whether you've been at it for a while and you're struggling, we have everything in place to get you on the path to success. Training courses, software, live sessions and supportive resources, and a great community of traders. So check it out today, www.tier1trading.com. Risk-free trial membership, no sneaky auto bill or anything like that. Just 14 days on the platform and then you lose access. So I was doing some spring cleaning around the computer today and I came across some... uh, some old educational content that I had, right? If you guys are kind of new, something I do at the end of every year, pretty much at the end of, once we get to Thanksgiving, I I pretty much shut my training down, meaning I focus less energy on it. And I give myself some time for what's called continued education, right? I I spend the majority of my year trading and, and, and coaching others and helping them become successful traders. And it's important that I also continue to grow myself. So take time to work on myself as a person and work on myself as a trader, experiment with new things. It could be anything from backtesting new concepts to strategy development to, you know, last year or the last two years, I, I deep dove into volume, um, even watching old training courses and stuff like that from my coaches and my mentor. So today I went through the file of kind of the, the old stuff that I have, and I stumbled across a PDF version of a book. I don't think I actually read this book, but I, I might have. Who knows? I read a lot of stuff when I was in that new new trader mode. I was buying every book on Amazon, downloading everything on the internet, so I, I may or may not have read it. But it was a book called The Seven Iron Rules of Successful Forex Trading, uh, trading by Andrew Barnett. And what I want to do is just take a look, not through the book, but I want to take the, the seven laws that Andrew kind of talks about And I want to give my own personal opinion on them and my own little twist on them, right? So number one is going to be learn to trade with the big money, right? And this is an interesting one because I really like the fact that he said, learn to trade with the big money, not necessarily learn to trade like big money, right? I've been in this game for a very long time, right? I started back in 2007. And one thing that I've seen across the internet is that there are always phases of like trendy topics and and, and whatnot. And right now, one of the biggest trendy topics is smart money concepts. And I'm on the record saying that smart money concepts do exist. It is a real thing. But like most things in trading, what happens is there is a specific kind of right way to do it. That is the correct way to do it. But then all the scammers and the the salesmen and whatnot, they grab onto it and they start kind of beating you over the head with it. This is smart money concept. This is smart money concept. Look at my new smart money concept indicator and stuff like that. Um, And it gets out of hand. And then, you know, the the real concepts go overlooked because everyone starts thinking it's a scam and those scammers move on to the next thing. But the idea of smart money concepts is understanding how big money, how smart money plays the game. It's not trading necessarily like big money or smart money because big money, smart money, institutional traders, they trade in a completely different way than retail traders. In a sense, retail traders, we are more fortunate because 
we have the ability to kind of get in and out of a position whenever we want, right? If you can imagine the 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 forex market, if we're just speaking forex, but any market out there, any financial market, as being like a a massive ocean, we are like a little small pebble not even a pebble, a little small grain of sand that we're throwing into the ocean, right? It, it doesn't even make a wave. It, it disrupts nothing. And because of that, we can enter positions, we can exit positions without affecting the market, which gives us a lot of um, liquidity, a lot of flexibility and, and uh, fluidness in the market. Smart money is a little bit different. Institutional traders are a little bit different. Instead of them being kind of a grain of sand like us, they are a big massive whale i don't know an asteroid coming out of space right so when they that eh, maybe an asteroid is too big but you guys get the concept right when they hit the ocean there is a big ripple effect they 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 can't afford to be wrong they can't afford to make mistakes right so the tactic that they take is they really have to kind of be smart about how they how they probe different areas of the market, how they slowly establish their position with trying not to make that ripple, right? So doing a lot of stuff under the water, but not affecting the stuff over the water, and then finally making that big splash or even hiding when that big splash comes. You see that a lot in the form of, of news events. So not to make this about how smart money trades, but the point is we don't need to trade like that. Right. That if they had the ability to trade like we would, like we do, they would certainly take that. We don't need to trade like big money. We need to learn how to trade with big money. And that means that we need to understand how to really diagnose and identify these clues. I talked about smart money kind of doing all of this stuff behind the scenes, right? Under the water where the average trader can't see it. We need to be able to understand and, and hey, the, the water started moving a little bit or the temperature started rising or these fishes span, uh, fish swam here or that, whatever like that, trying to do my best analogy. We need to be able to find those clues to kind of predict when and where smart money is going to trade and then as traders, I always say this, we want to be predictive in our analysis, reactive in our execution. I don't want to be in the market ahead of smart money, right? Because again, I, I, we typically don't know that smart money is in the market until smart money is all, all already in the market. We can kind of guess, um, but we don't know until it already happens. So I already say, I want to be predictive in my analysis, reactive in my execution. I want to do my best to try to predict where and when but I want to wait for that final clue to be involved. And typically the market moves in waves. You will get more than one opportunity to get involved in the market and not necessarily ahead of it. So if we can learn how to trade with smart money, meaning in the same direction, that is going to be a massive uh, benefit to us as traders. Number two, risk versus reward. And he says, uh, I'm reading the table of contents right now, says, Mods will be called live or die in trading. And this is so true, right? Risk reward, right? Our, our edge, our probability is based off of two things, two main things. One is going to be your win percentage. How much do you win? How much do you lose, right? There's, and then two is going to be how much do you win when you win? And how much do you lose when you lose? And you can take all those numbers and you can literally create a number that is your edge and see if you if the probabilities work in your favor. It's funny, I speak to a lot of newer traders that are trading and it's always the same message. Hey, Akil, I'm trading and I'm losing money. You know, what's wrong? And it goes back to a lot of things. You know, do you have a rules-based trading strategy? Has that strategy been back tested? What does your edge look like? 
And it's like, well, I, no, I haven't done any of that stuff. And it's like, well, no wonder there's money, right? You don't, you don't know that what you're actually doing is actually profitable. And I've had a few times where traders have taken their strategy, they haven't tweaked it or anything. They've actually done the back testing and they saw, they, they added the numbers and they saw that their strategy didn't have an edge. It was something that they found on the internet, something that they read on the book, something that they assumed would work and they put it into the market and it lost money. And there's a number right in front of them that says negative, right? Their edge is negative. And it's no surprise that they were losing money. And you know, how you deal with those traders, you tell them like, hey, like you were doing everything right. You were trade, you weren't making psychological mistakes. You were trading your system the way it was supposed to be traded. Pat on the back, hats off for that. But there's a little problem here. The system that you're trading actually doesn't work, right? It just it just doesn't work. So you can be as great as you want psychologically. You know, if you have something that doesn't make money, it's not going to make money. It's the same thing, kind of in personal finance, where everyone tries these these tricks to kind of get their financial situation better. But at the end of the day, if you are spending more money than what you're bringing in, right? If you're spending more money on a monthly basis, um, more than what you bring in on a monthly basis from your paycheck you're going to run in the negative. No matter what, you are going to run in the negative. So you have to fix the simple things first. And risk reward is a big part of that. Now, I'm not one to say that your risk reward has to be positive. You don't always, you don't have to have a two to one, a three to one. You don't even have to have a one to one. You can have a negative risk reward, but it's important to know the relationship between the risk reward and your win percentage. It's also important to know the relationship between the risk reward and your own personal uh, kind of psyche, right? I, I know that, you know, my, my business and my trading partner, my great friend, Jason Greystone is someone that says, Hey, I need to win more than 50% of the time. I can have a strategy that kicks butt. I can have the turtle trading strategy from Richard Dennis, but you know what? If it wins less than 50% of the time, psychologically, I'm going to be a mess. Then I'm going to you know, start sabotaging myself and it's going to be a negative. So it's not just kind of what the numbers say. It's also knowing yourself and knowing how much of a winner you need to be to stay sane or how much can you lose before you go crazy. Step three, number three, finding big money indicators, right? And this has to do with getting the edge. And by indicators, these are different tools, right? So it's, and I don't want to say just necessarily indicators, not just like MACD, RSI, ADX, stuff like that, stochastics, but different indicators, tools, and techniques, right? So maybe Fibonacci, maybe psychological numbers, maybe news announcements, right? Whatever you use as a, a technician or whatever you use fundamentally to help with your edge that's important, right? I, I'm a price action trader, right? So I, I trade price action. I look at the little squiggly wigglies, candlestick, right? The voodoo magic on a chart. And I make my decisions based off that. So when I use or when I do technical analysis, I use a handful of different tools. I use a, a relative strength index, for example. Um, a lot of traders will use moving averages. I use psychological numbers, Fibonacci's, right? These are all, all tools, volume indicators. These are all tools that you use to support your edge. I always say that as a trader, what we're, we're very similar to a private eye or, or maybe like a lawyer, for example, where we go to court right? If we have one bit of evidence, right? Uh, you know, maybe we can still win the case if it's a very good bit of evidence, but um, there's kind of reasonable doubt in there. However, the more pieces of evidence that we can acquire, right? And these are the technical tools that we're using that obviously point in our case's direction, the better chance we have of winning the case. So increasing your edge comes from using different tools or techniques that will help 
increase your edge in the market. And for you guys wondering, you know, classic chart patterns as well. These I, I count these as kind of you can call these indicators, right? Head and shoulders patterns, ascending triangles, flags, pennants. Why? Because the probabilities of those specific patterns, you know, point you in a specific direction. And when you add other factors to that, it just increases the chances that that is more likely to happen than less likely to happen. So, you know, it's another kind of iron rule of Forex trading or trading in general. Number four, stop pretending to make money. Um, th this is a cool one. I actually want to go back and, and, and read this chapter. Um, but I, I think what I get from this, the title at least, is to be truthful with yourself, right? A lot of us lie and a lot of us are afraid to accept the reality mainly because the reality means that we have to do work. You know, what I've um, noticed over my years of, of living in life, but also teaching is that human beings in general, a lot of us, unfortunately, we don't want to do work. We don't want to do anything that takes effort. And I've, I've spoken to traders where it's been like, hey, I want to be a successful trader. I'm like, well, yeah, probably takes about, you know, nine to 18 months to be good. And like, ah, that's too long. Where I've spoken to traders where it's like, hey, I believe that if you work hard enough and invest the right amount of time, right, and the right amount of effort, you can be a successful trader. But it's going to take, you know, you know, back testing and back testing requires, you know, hours and hours and hours and hours and days and weeks and months in front of a chart, you know, basically doing data collection. They're like, ah, I don't really want to do that. Right. So a lot of it is laziness. And when when you come to kind of your your reality in trading, typically the reality of your struggles is that you need help or you need to put in more work. And that means you need to take action if you need to put in more work. So you see a lot of traders pretend because if they pretend to make money, even if they're bad, right, they'll take 10 losing trades. But that one trade would be like the one where it's like, oh, yeah, I got this. I got this. It allows them to avoid doing work. Um, and eventually it ends up with them going broke and then they find the next get rich scheme or whatever. But you got to be truthful with yourself in your situation. And for the longest time, I blamed everyone but myself for my my trading faults. I blamed broker. I blamed the sky, the computer, the internet provider, right? My coaches, everyone, until I ran out of people to blame. And once I ran out of people to blame, I looked in the mirror and I said, oh, man, it's me. It's me, isn't it? And it was a, a tough pill to swallow. Um, fortunately, I have a, a background in athletics, so I am I am used to kind of, you know, I, I'm used to properly judging myself and I, I don't really get depressed if I get yelled at. I'm kind of, you know, I'm used to that from coaches from years and years and years and years. Um, but it wasn't until then that I really started taking the right steps to get better. And lo and behold, guess what happened when I took the right steps and put effort into it? I got better. So stop pretending that everyone else's fault. Stop pretending that you're doing everything right and 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 you don't need help. Um, get help. Take action. Stop pretending to be something you're not. Nobody cares. No one on social media cares, right? It, it, you can you can you can be the 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 person that's out there showing your account balances and showing all your winning trades and deleting all your losing trades, right? A lot of these people that show their accounts, right? They got like five different accounts. And what they do is they have like four of them will be losing money. And then what the one that did make money, right, that's the one they share, right? And you get this social media fame and they get likes and stuff like that. But the honest truth is no one cares. If you're serious about trading, right, social media doesn't pay the bills, right? Your trading pays the bill. So what is all that bragging on social media actually getting you? It makes you feel good, right? But you know what makes you feel bad, right? The fact is you're actually losing money and you got to sleep with that at night. So get your priorities straight, right? Worry about what really matters first, then leave the secondary stuff for later. Getting all angry now. Number five, 
trade with a winning team, right? Accountability, accountability, accountability. We always talk about the power of accountability, about how you will become the people that you surround yourself with. So if you're surrounding yourself with bad people that are doing bad things, you will probably become a bad person. If you are surrounding yourself with people who are motivating, who are encouraging, who are doing the things that you want to do, guess what? You're not only going to pick up on their habits, you're going to pick up on their advice as well. And then before you know it, you're going to start implementing and copying what they do as well. And because they're successful people or people that strive to be successful, you're probably going to be successful as well. But a winning team isn't just someone that is, you know, it's not rainbows and unicorns. It's also people that are going to be truth tellers, right? We have a lot of this on the, the tier one trading platform where, you know, we have some harsh members and uh, we love it. And what I mean by that is that they're going to tell you the, the the bluntly honest truth. If you share something and they smell something fishy, like going back to the back testing example where it's like, hey, guys, I lost 10 trades in a row and I don't understand it. Right. That, that's not a relevant question. You should understand it. Right. You should know why you're losing. And they're going to call you out if you haven't done a certain thing. And you need that. And, and that goes back to the lying to yourself, right? You, you got to ask yourself two questions, right? You know, what type of trader or athlete are you going to be? Are you going to be the one that wants to get better and understands that if you get yelled at and spoken to, that's a way of motivation. They're doing so because they want to help you improve. Or are you going to be the one that curls up in a ball and lies to yourself and fight? Oh, no, no, no. I did this. I did that. I, I really did do it, guys. I promise. Knowing that no one's actually going to fact check you. But surround yourself with a winning team. Trust me, it's going to do wonders in your life, not just your trading your business life, but your personal life as well. Number six, understanding probabilities are worth a million dollars. We kind of touched on this already with probabilities, so I won't dig too much into it. But trading is a game of probabilities. And understanding the probabilities is big from a psychological perspective because it doesn't allow us to be short-sighted. It allows us to think big term into the future. We know that probabilities or an edge play out over time, right? If I say you have a 60% chance of doing something, it doesn't mean that it's going to be that you're guaranteed to hit on the very next one. It doesn't mean that you're guaranteed on to hit the one after that. But you know that if we were to consistently do the same thing over time, over weeks and months and years and decades, right, that edge is going to start to play out in your favor. It's funny. I look at my trading style or my trading history, I should say, and, you know, I always look for kind of patterns throughout the year of like, hey, am I good during certain months? Am I bad during certain months? Um, do I always have win streaks this? Do I always have win streaks then? And each year seems to be completely random, bigger, bigger picture wise, um, meaning that I've had years where I started off hot and got really, really cold, or I started off really, really cold and got really, really hot, or I was just okay and average throughout the entire year. I've had summers that were slow, summers that were amazing, right? So a, a trader asked me, hey, how do you think January or February is going to be? I'm like, er, I don't know. I have no idea, right? I have no idea what's going to happen when my wins are coming, when my losses are coming, but I do know this. I am extremely consistent you know, within like a 5% range, aside from some a really big outlier year that I thought was the new norm where I made like 65% and I was excited. I'm going to do it again. And I never did it again. But aside from that one year where I just caught fire, right? Um, it, it's, I, I pretty much end in the same place every single year. And it's, it's crazy because the path to getting there is, is different. And when you understand that, there's so much confidence where I can have a losing streak and I'm like, you know, people are like, Akil, are you going to trade next week? Aren't you scared? And I'm like, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm okay because the winners are coming, right? I know my probabilities. I know that out of 
if I'm a 60% trader out of 100 trades, right, let's put it 10 out of 10 trades, I should have six wins and four losses. So if I get my four losses, that just means I'm closer to those six wins coming. And when you think about it that like that, it puts you in a, a much better spot mentally. When you're in a much better spot mentally, you make less of those mental mistakes and those mental mistakes are what ultimately destroy most traders. The last one, number seven, again, this is another one of a repeat. Be honest with yourself. Be honest with yourself about what is, I, I take this as what's achievable with the journey. Lose the mindset that you're going to be a millionaire trader. Could you become a millionaire trader? Yeah, you do it long enough, right? If you ever you know, take a look at a chart of uh, compounding and whatnot like that, you'll see that it can happen a lot quicker than you think. But that quickness only comes at the later eras. The first two, five years are very slow. The first two years of trading, right? Again, you're thinking about exponential growth. The first two years of trading, you, again, you're lucky to break even after your first year of live trading. Two years after that, you're looking at your account size and it's not really growing that much monetarily. Now, from a percentage perspective, right? A return on investment percentage, it's a good percentage, but it doesn't really translate monetarily yet. But if you keep that up consistently, year three, year four, year five is where it really starts to pop and you start to see these these big gaps, right? If you can imagine, since this is audio only, like you're you're jumping upstairs, right? Year one, like you're you're at the beginning of the stairs, just try not to fall down, right? Try not to fall down into the basement. Year two, you jump up one step, right? Nah, you made some money, it's good, right? Year two, you, or year three, you jumped up another step. Year three, year four, you're jumping up like two steps. You're like five steps up where it's like, oh man, I'm doing all this work and I'm not too far from the ground. But year five, once you hit that point, and obviously it depends on your return on investment, it depends on your, your account size and whatnot. Um, but now all, sudden, now all of a sudden you start jumping two steps at a time after year five. Then you start jumping three steps at a time then six steps at a time, then 10 steps at a time. And the cool thing is, is you're jumping these multiples of steps, which are greater than what you were doing previously, but nothing has really changed in your trading. You're doing the exact same thing, the exact same way. You're returning the exact same percentage um, and investing in the exact same energy, but now you're getting a bigger result from it. And it's, I just did a podcast the other day about the future and starting your future now and and when you look back in five years or ten years are you in a better place this is an exact kind of example of that so make sure you go back and listen to that podcast i think it's 897 but this is an exact example of that where while you're going through it you're like oh i'm not doing anything i'm not getting anything this is pointless i'm wasting my time i'll just be uber driver make more money doing this It, it seems like you're in the suck but five years from now because you started five years ago you look back at your account and you're like, man, like when did I get there? And you realize that the investment that you made in yourself through all those kind of churny years finally took off. And then you're so glad that you got started. Speaking of getting started, get started right now. I mentioned this before, www.tier1trading.com. Featured in Forbes magazine as being the leading innovators in trading education. Come see why they said that www.tier1trading.com. Start with the 14-day risk-free trial. That way you can get a chance to see kind of how we teach and what our information looks like and you can make sure it's the right fit before making any type of investment. But I'll tell you this, once you invest, be serious, do things the right way, set the right expectations, and you'll be there before you know it. www.tier1trading.com. And I'll see you guys next episode.